0: We want to welcome you to Zooming Out with myself, Michael, Chris, and Matt. We're college friends who graduated from UC Berkeley in 2018. We're here to zoom out from day-to-day quarantine life, to reflect upon, and share our experiences and stories from our college days and our lives now as postgrads.
1: All right. Uh, welcome back to Zooming Out. It's been a, been a minute. We've been gone for a, a little, little bit. while. Yeah. yeah. Back by popular uh, demand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just demand. i don't know if i call it popular but there was some demand but yeah i mean we so we just wanted to come back and do an episode with just us but i think it, last time we did this was the first episode right yes yeah, it's yeah. 19 in between <laughs> yeah that's a crazy thought the yeah. last time we that
2: was probably what april may
0: yeah we did this before yeah, like, was the beginning sports of came back. <laughs> <laughs> and then now mlb's done and nba's done so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah Fall semester right. started. Dude, let's
2: yeah. go. L.A. <laughs> You're not a Dodgers fan. 2020 I'm didn't not, count, guys. I don't really yeah. care
0: about baseball. 2020 yeah. sports did not count.
1: <laughs> Which? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait. The Clippers are an L.A. team. I forgot. <laughs> Dang. All right, anyway, so for today, <laughs> we wanted to sort of talk, yeah, sort of introduce a topic that we kind of were thinking, we're not really 100% sure yet, but for the next couple episodes at least, we want to talk about this, um, sort of have like a mini-series on it, um, so yeah, just the topic of church planting, um, yeah, just different thoughts on it. We're hoping to bring on um, different guests sort of still in the works, so stay, stay tuned on that, but Yeah. I don't know. Just, I think given just the current, you know, thought or sort of the the plan for next year, um, for our church, I mean, it's going to be a lot of movement going on and yeah. So we just want to talk about it, talk about, you know, our thoughts on it and, um, sort of how we're feeling about it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Why don't we just, yeah. Just talk about that. I was just going to say it's, it's, it's weird to think that this is a,
2: I feel like it's been pushed back, you know, multiple, multiple times. Like 2021 is a culmination of obviously 2020, the entire calendar year being cut and 2019, there are different circumstances too that made it difficult, but like, it's hopefully fingers crossed, like 2021 will be a big year. I think that's what we've all been talking about and stuff. Um, But yeah, church planting and just, I don't know. Do we need to explain what church planting is or should we just, uh, should we give the, our audience the benefit of that knowledge?
1: What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, just I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess why don't you explain it? <laughs> Me? I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, go ahead. Oh, how would I?
2: How would I explain? I guess it is taking a group of Christians and taking them from one church, and they pack it up. They say we're gonna go somewhere else. They move. Could be across the country. Could be across the state. And they go to another city, another town, and they say, "We're going to start a church here. We're going to move our whole lives here." You know, if they're working at some other company, they they get new jobs. Their kids go to new schools. The whole life is the whole life is, uh, I guess, uprooted. And yeah, all for the purpose of starting a church in the new town, the new home. And a lot of us have been experiencing, a lot of us have experienced that in the form of our leaders mm-hmm. and our mentors have gone church planting. Matt, you're currently at a church plant. You know you're in Berkeley in undergrad, and I guess the reason why this is a topic now is that yeah, there has been a lot of strong momentum within our church to say 2021 fall 2021, or maybe even late spring summer. There want we want to have a strong push to to start new churches, and I think our our church we have a culture of it. You know, I think it's you can't you can't not like you can't not talk about the history of our church without talking about church one thing. It's even in uh, our motto, right? Actually. Church yeah, in right. College Town. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Matthew choice father for that one. And you just can't not, yeah, you can't not get away from that topic. I think because it's so special and close to our hearts and you know, what, what the college ministry is all about.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like, yeah, it's interesting that you sort of point out all the little um, like logistics that go into, um planning a church yeah i think like um uh, like in concept i don't think anyone would disagree that you know like planning a church is good i don't think anyone would ever like disagree with that but when you get down to the nitty gritty and what it actually looks like it's pretty radical i guess like f- from the out- outside perspective it's pretty crazy um that you would pack up and leave for like for those planning churches from like leaving berkeley like the fact that you would leave the bay area leave like a job that's probably paying you 100k more or more you know and leave all that for the sake of planning a church to, at somewhere where you have no ties and yeah that you mentioned the history you know like austin austin church for example there's no like connection there that we might as well been right another now. country right i heard yeah. when we first yeah. did i was like what what are we doing <laughs> yeah so i mean you, you just think about that and yeah i think like yeah i i mean it's really important, yeah, just to sort of remember, like it's, yeah, this is like, there's actual things that people have to do when you plant a church. And yeah, I guess like sort of want to bring that up because like that in order to do something kind of that crazy, the why is really important. Like the reason for, you know, planting a church is super important, you know? And I think it really does boil down to our church taking the Great Commission really seriously. Yeah. You know, Jesus' last words to go and make disciples of all nations you know teaching them to obey and you know that what that takes is a lot of practical action um and yeah i, I don't know for the people listening yeah i mean i don't know when you entered our church but if you haven't yeah if you came in the past couple years you know maybe you haven't experienced as much of the pain that comes with church planning um it, it's hard um yeah i had several leaders go on church plants um, uh, yeah, when I went on a church plan, it was a pretty hard decision um, to not come back to Berkeley um, Yeah, and I think yeah, just yeah It's something to sort of I don't know prepare your heart for and to sort of consider is this You know if I really believe in this does it like this makes sense, right? like if we actually believe that the gospel is true and that everyone needs to hear it and we need to make disciples of all nations and we need to go out you know, the church planting then is just the next logical step, right? Yeah. But emotionally, it, it is a different experience. And yeah, I just something to be aware of, I think. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
0: actually, you know, I think Chris mentioned it, like how, you know, church planting has been part of our church's like culture and part of our DNA. And it's something that's usually like kind of on our minds. And I think especially now, but, you know, as we've heard, like that actually wasn't always the case. That's not how things started out. So actually, I'm kind of curious, Matt, like what your perspective was that? I mean, I know, I mean, as you're growing up and actually seeing even like your parents move out from Berkeley to Davis, Like, I don't know, what can you recollect about just even the idea of church planting or even what that was like, even just as a kid, seeing like your parents make that move to uproot. And of course, like that meant also like for you being pulled away from some of your childhood friends and moving to new schools and things like that. So maybe, yeah, you want to talk about your experience from the early days like that?
1: Yeah, well, so it's it's a little like I feel a little sheepish talking about it, just because you know I was four when I moved. So Davis Church started, I think, in ninety eight, like officially. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure, but we ended up moving in not, in two thousand. Um, so yeah, I was four. Um, and yeah, so my experience is it's yeah a little different, but I guess just speaking from it, like I remember being kind of confused, like. Where am I? Like, why am I here? Um, But yeah, I think back then, like my, or like growing up, my thought was like, oh yeah, I'm on a, I'm at the Davis church, but like that's that's sort of it, you know, like we're Davis and Berkeley. And so, yeah, even like our own churches, like notion of what church planning and like what God can do and sort of like, what are the bounds of, you know, the possibilities. Um, that has expanded a lot over the years. Um, yeah, because originally, like, for a long time, it was just Berkeley. And then it was just Berkeley and Davis for a long time as well. And Berkeley and Davis are sort of close enough where you're That's like, true.
2: it's like, oh, yeah. you, always, you, you, guys saw, you probably saw each other fairly often, I'm guessing. It wasn't too separate.
1: Yeah, like, ba- different seasons, you'd see each other more. Yeah, um, yeah so, like, I, I mean, it's just, like, an hour and a half drive. So, yeah, we'd co- we, there was a period where we would come for Joyland, like, every week. Um, oh yeah yeah it hardly feels like a church plan at that point yeah but that was miserable driving (laughs) that far every week as a kid we'd like dream of buying an rv and being comfortable on that drive (laughs) but thinking back it was only an hour and a half like wasn't that bad but yeah shout out all the aunties and uncles that would drive us that was that's that must have been torture (laughs) being with four kids anyway yeah and then um yeah and then we planted like there was like Taiwan, which was super random to me, but then, you know, there was a, there were people that had a lot of heart for Taiwan and there's Austin and yeah, slowly, like God started, started like, um, expanding like our vision, our church's vision. And, um, yeah, it like sort of, we took bigger and bigger risks. So there was the year where we planted Riverside, San Diego, and Minnesota. That's uh, crazy. To year. Me. Yeah, that that's... was, that was crazy. What year was that? Two thousand.
0: 10 ish that's 10 years ago wow yeah it's crazy
1: yeah so that was that was a big trend like big one like yeah i think that felt really like hard for the church there were a lot of gaps left and um yeah it took a lot of like yeah a lot of people to fill in the shoes of the people that left and then um but from there like sort of the possibilities sort of just sort of expanded um you know and then we planted irvine and la Mm -hmm. around the same time and then um yeah 2017 was that we yeah the great scattering i guess but it wasn't yeah so i think that like it was it's been like a steady like increase in sort of our Mm -hmm. trust in god and yeah pastor ed mentions it sometimes in his messages but yeah just thinking about like yeah it wasn't just all of a sudden like boom like we're planting all these churches there's a legacy of trusting God with more and more. And so, yeah, I think this coming year, you know, given, yeah, the possibilities of what might happen, um, it's not random, um, is sort of baked into the culture and the soil of our church. And, um, I think like, yeah, it's something that I'm, I do often have on my mind. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, there's always a question of, you know, it, if I were asked to leave today, would I be able to, and then why or why not? And it's a, it's a question that's often like, it's regularly going through my head because I'm someone that gets comfortable really easily. So like, I'm just sort of chilling and, you know, I like my job. It's nice and relaxed. Like it's not the highest paying job, but you know, it's, it's a good job. It pays well. And you know, I'm really like, it's pretty chill. My manager's chill. And then, you know, I have my stuff's here, you know, I don't want to move my stuff yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's, it, that's just who I am. And like, I have what people call like what you would call like a heavy, butt, where <laughs> I'm able <laughs> to just stay in one place fairly easily. Um, and so it's that question that I'm always challenging myself with because yeah, I'm, I take that call seriously, yeah. you know, to make disciples and to go and share in God's heart. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think just kind
0: of speaking of which, like when you talk about, You know, the call to church planting and just that idea and that question like you ask yourself, man, I think it's really crucial because even when, you know, this whole talk of church plant and, you know, even the question of, okay, am I willing to go and will I go? Like, it's a really clarifying question and thought whether or not I get sense or not of man, like, what do I value, right? What is the most important thing in my life, right? because yeah, the call to church plan, it's, it's, it's amazing, right? It's amazing that, yeah, we have this amazing gospel and we get to go and bring that to other people. Um, Yeah. It's not like we just move cities to move cities, but it's for the sake of building up the church. And then, man, when I think about man, what might hold me back from that, it is like the things you talk about, it's comfort. It's not wanting to leave what's familiar, whether that's just even the basics of having a secure job that I like that, you know, pays well. And to just like, you know, just uh, secure and familiar like surroundings. And just even that question of, okay, yeah, am I, am I in, am I on board with this vision um, to be part of and supporting like our church planting efforts and movements. And just even when every time, even when church planting the topic comes up or when signups come out, it's a question for me to ask, okay, like what is most important? Right. And of course I think it's a time for me to go back to even the basics of the gospel, and just the basics and the plain teaching in God's word about, you know, Matthew 28, like the great commission. And it's yeah, is that something that I say yes and amen to, and not just with words, but Hey, am I willing to let go of the things of the world and the, what's comfortable and what's secure to go. And I think just in this season where we're talking a lot about church planting and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It's that time. I think for me also to just renew that, that, yeah, my life is going to be about making disciples and building up, you know, God's kingdom, whether that is even whether that is, you know, out there on a church plan if I get sent out or if it's, you know, upping up, you know, my zeal and, you know, spiritual potency if I if I'm to stay. So yeah.
2: Yeah. and one thing I was thinking about also is I think one thing that helps clarify things for me, if you know, I ever get really, yeah, scared or or like really clutch on to the things that would hold me back from church planting. I look at the people in our lives who have been a result of faithful men and women who have answer the call to go church planting like just even you look at our zooming out alum list what do we have we have adam core who who came but sh- like miracle of miracles right second semester senior year from pittsburgh because faithful brothers and sisters answered the call we have jermaine and kevin from irvine church we have um I, those might be the can't think right now off the top of my head we have eric Hahn from san diego we have it's keith keith from yeah. minnesota that's right um Peter Riverside I guess Peter's a different story but um there's a lot of people even in our own circles that we would call good friends you know very good friends uh, brothers that we wouldn't know without yeah brothers and sisters who answer mm-hmm. that call the church plan so it's not just that yeah we go and we 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 do this very i don't know very vague notion of a church that gets created it's specific people that get rescued mm-hmm. when 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 the answer when the call gets answered and we have these people in our lives. And, you know, I think about just all the joy that's come out of having, having these guys in our lives. And I don't know, Mike Kramer, you live with Adam and Matt, you're with Fred. Fred came out of LA church was a church plant too. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of joy (laughs) that has been um, seeing, um, yeah, church plant friends and that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And that's something I think about.
1: Yeah. And I think like something else is, you know because it's a scary thing to think about you know to think about oh like would i be willing to go you know like and like if my answer is like not really you know like yeah it's, it's sort of a scary thought like is this what god's asking me to do Is He asking me to give all this up and you know telling me to do something that i don't really feel like doing you know I, and i've been i'm doing reflection as we sort of enter into the season of thanksgiving and mm-hmm. um yeah, I've been doing a lot of reflection just on, you know, different passages that I've been hearing past year. Um, and yeah, just, I was thinking about, like, I was reading through the Corinthians and thinking about how Paul, you know, talks about, you know, the fragrance of death to death versus life to life. And yeah, just thinking about the, how, you know, that re- those realities need, in order for, like, these kinds of decisions to, like, make sense and to just sort of be the natural next thing to do. And like, whether we like it or not, it, it's gotta be those greater realities of like, okay, well, what does the gospel mean to me? Right. And I think it's, you know, at each time I think about those, you know, church planning and like, am I willing to go? Am I willing to leave? When my answer is no, because sometimes it is, you know, sometimes like, oh man, I, I like it, right? Like where I am. When it's that, it's because the gospel is sort of becoming like out of focus. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of a side thing that I, that's just part of my mantra or the like, it's part of the, like the doctrine that I believe in, as opposed to a message that actually means something in my life and that has actual weight. Um, yeah. So I don't know, just thinking about, you know, this idea that people are, this is reality, right? That either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell, you know, you're going to either, you know, live forever with God or you're going to live forever without God. Right. And so that reality really clarifies things for me, you know, because at the end of the day, yeah, as a Christian, I have, eternity set. I don't need to worry about, you know, this life. And yeah, God's going to take care of me and you know, even if things don't go well, I have all of eternity, you know, to have even greater joys. And so yeah, like at the end of the day, you know, that's real for me and so I'm going to go, you know, because I'm going to I want to obey God as well as I can. And you know, there's a lot of other, you know, things to think through as well, but I think what helps a lot is addressing, okay, are these realities like front and center for me or are they just sort of like a side thing that i kind of believe um, but what's really real for me is you know my comfort or whatever it is right so i think that's something that yeah i've just been thinking a lot about has been just doing some reflection yeah
2: Mm. i don't know if like you're talking you you asked that question like oh would i be willing to go i don't know like i i don't i'm not confident in my own zeal enough to say like if i got asked tomorrow by by but you know, our, our older, older ones in our church, I don't know if I have the confidence to say like, yeah, I would go. Like, I, I don't think I could trust myself that easily. And so I think it's, it is, yeah. Having to wrestle with, yeah. The things you're talking about, Matt, like, Oh, comfort. I just got a new job. It's like three times nicer than my old job. And I'm already like thinking about, Oh, I don't want to give it up and things like that. Like thoughts like that have like run through my mind and yeah, I don't know. I, like, I don't think, it's, it's, it's as easy as like seeing praise songs, like, Oh, take me all Like I'm going to give it all God, whatever the nonsense, like, like lyrics that I say that I don't know if I can follow through with Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is something that I think I definitely need to wrestle with. And I think that's true
0: for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think something in addition to just thinking about, okay, where do I stand? with this and is this something that i'm willing to do and is this something that i would be eager and excited for and going back to the convictions yeah that you're talking about matt i think something i've been thinking about a lot is our current like college ministry and our current students right like oh man if 2021 is a big sending year where a lot of people are going to leave and that means for like college students they're you know, the older ones, um, their mentors, their leaders, if that means that, yeah, they're going to take up a call to go and bring the gospel um, and plant a church somewhere else. Like, how is that going to be like for our college students? And will our college ministry, like, survive that? Um, But I guess, like, before we kind of, maybe, I don't know if we want to talk about that, but I'm kind of curious, maybe Chris, like, you know, you came into our church as total non-Christian, you know, not knowing probably what church planting is. What was your experience, I think, as a college student when you hear like this church planning language language, and actually you see different ones of your mentors or, you know, the older ones go out on a church plant. Okay.
2: Not going to lie. I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought it was pretty heroic. I was like, dude, that's, that's, that's the move, man. That's, that's bold. Uh, our sophomore year was when class of 2015, Noah, Stefan, they went to Seattle, gave up that first year of being out of college, um, Mm -hmm. to be a CPI in Seattle. And I was like, dude, that that's that's manly dude. That's, that's awesome. That's heroic. And yeah, I, of course as a sophomore, I didn't think at all about like the logistics that we were talking about earlier and all the nitty gritty that comes down to it. But I think, yeah, in my head it made sense. Like, Oh yeah. Like Matthew 28, you know, make disciples of all nations, actually church, every college town, of course, church plan. Like it's so easy. Like that. I think as a student, like that was, it was very simple in my mind. I think it was Mm -hmm. like, like, of course, like that's how I would respond. And as I think about it, maybe that's what I just need to go back with, back to, like just how simple, like I thought of it as a student. And then you know maybe it's me being um, all grown up. I put that in quotes, all grown up, thinking about like the the costs and the sacrifices that would have to be made. But then, yeah, maybe I do need to go back to that sophomore, junior yourself that was like, oh yeah, like this is so simple. Why would I not? Like why would any of us not choose to go and you know, very clearly and very concretely say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like officially live out or I'm going to very concretely live out those words that I proclaim that Jesus is Lord, that everything else is secondary. Yeah, so I I don't know. That's a thought that I never had before. Maybe it is the simplicity of what I had in undergrad that
1: I need to have again. Yeah, I think it's interesting like that. You mentioned that because yeah, if, if you sort of point like sort of maybe give, let's say someone that doesn't know anything about Christianity, right? Give them sort of, the atheist, even even yeah, the whole, like most the hardline of atheist. Christianity, right? Yeah, I think they would say, yeah. Then if I actually believe this, then yeah, I'm going to do all that, right? But it's all of a sudden when we have these personal costs. Like, I'm not saying that, like, oh, my decision is like mm-hmm. this is easy. Like, yeah. you know, it's still a really difficult decision because all these other things come into play, right? And so, yeah, I, I think that was interesting that you mentioned that because. Yeah, I think that's, that's a struggle every time. Unfortunately, you know, I wish I could, it could just be like, boom. Yep. Let's go. Like, even when I did, like, I signed up for church planting the first time, like I submitted was sort of like a half hearted, like, yeah, I'll go where there's need. And was then, the senior year? <laughs> no, no, this is like this past one. Oh! <laughs> like, like I okay, submitted, okay. <laughs> it was like, there's like a box, like, are there any other reservations or whatever and I was like, yeah, you know, like, depending on my job or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know if I get a job somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. I said all this and i was like, oh, that's dumb. And I resubmitted another one. I was like, shoot. Yeah, sorry. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying like, by any means like, oh, you're a Christian, this decision should be easy. You know, like given the reality, like you should just make this decision and it should just come naturally. You know, I think, like, I wish that was the case. And, yeah, I think we should all strive to be in that sort of, that amount of surrenderedness. Yeah. But I think reality is that we're idolatrous people. And so there's always going to be that battle. And it's I think it's good to do battle with it, but not to succumb to it and to always, I think what's helpful is vocalizing it, mm-hmm. you know, because once you say it, you realize, oh, I'm being dumb, yeah. you know, and it, it helps even more if you say it to someone, you know, because that way you can't self-justify. Um, and sort of rationalize you know why you think you're right and so yeah that would be my advice I think if you're sort of thinking about this or like this is sort of new to you and you're not really sure what to make of it talk about it with someone you know and sort of make sure that you're thinking through it clearly because all of a sudden when the things that we love are threatened you know it's and it's good and those things are good like your job you know maybe for some like dating prospects or you know whatever it is I think that's when the thoughts become unclear and you suddenly have these like weird doubts. And yeah, so that would be my advice. Talk about it with somebody, but yeah, you know, like we make church planning sound like grueling or whatever. Dude, church planning is heck of fun. Like I'm having a blast out here. (laughs) If you just
2: based off self, if you just based on the videos that Berkeley church gets on church
1: planning, you think it's just like la la land or something out there in Chicago or it's it's Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, Chicago is pretty great. Like, of the church plans to be at. <laughs> I don't know. I love Chicago. Chicago is great. Like I didn't, like I had no concept of what Chicago was going to be like other than cold. And like, honestly, it's like, you would just hear about the crime in Chicago and that's it. But it's beautiful out here. There's a lot of good food as you can tell looking at my, you know, my chubs. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like we, we, we tend to like frame life in terms of what in terms of fears Mm -hmm. and like anything that threatens the status quo is fearful and so that's how we look at it but you know once you just actually do it like you realize hey this is not too bad you know like i think it's it's true of like for the undergrads like when you came into college right there's a lot of you're just thinking about oh like How am I going to like dress on the first day? You know, how am I going to make some friends? Am I going to talk? Am I going to try to redefine myself? You know, am I going to make it to class on time? Am I going to, am I going to decide to be nerdy this for these next four years? Or am I just going to let it all go and just sort of have fun? You know, there's all these questions and you just think about it in terms of the fears, but as you do that, you sort of aren't, you don't realize there's so much else that's going to be happening. You're going to be making the friends, your friends, you know, and there's a lot of joy to be had and a lot of fun. But that never gets like, you don't think about that, right? You just think about it in terms of, this is going to be scary. This is going to be hard. You know?
2: mm-hmm.
1: And so in the same way, I think like church planning, like, yeah, it is. I mean, it is hard. There's a lot of questions. Like, there's a lot of fears and a lot of things that come up, but I'm having a lot of fun out here. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. you, it's, are. It's yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we're sold. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's
2: why you need to go, huh? No suffering yeah. happening in your life Anybody,
1: right now. you know, yeah. Anybody listening, you know, we, we got extra room up <laughs> here. If you want to test run on church planning for like a month or so, come on out, you know, just email me <laughs> at you.choy at gpmail.org, you know, and I got you. <laughs> yeah. It's been cool. Even,
2: even during like a pandemic, global pandemic, like our church, we haven't, I mean, like obviously the mass, like, you know, many churches thing hasn't happened, but I think, I'm really thankful that the spirit of church planting is still well and alive, right? Even Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, we've sent out couples, we've sent out single people out to different churches that different needs come up. Um, You know, you're with Kevin and Emily, Ben and Helen are in Southern California now different individual folks cynthia shu your cynthia shu's out there with you guys different individuals have still answered the call even as not a huge ascent has gone like 2017 or something like even during corona right we're still sending people and that's pretty cool alex and Kristen, just last week we sent them out to the east coast right and so it's it's still yeah even global pandemic right i'm so thankful that like our church we're still constantly in that mindset of of wanting to be sent and going where the need is and that's pretty cool
1: yeah and I think like it's 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 always something I, I don't know for me like when I would hear about church planning it's always something that somebody else is doing you know like it's it's sort of that's the sort of perspective that I see it from it's like oh yeah these that's awesome for them you know those zealous
2: people over
1: there yeah, yeah, yeah. Are doing something crazy <laughs> yeah and I think coming from that perspective um and then now being where i'm at as a church planter i think the only difference is that you know there was a certain point where i had to personalize these choices like am i going to make that choice would i be able to make that choice and that's sort of yeah i think the only difference um Because I don't think I suddenly, when I went on a church plant, I suddenly became more mature or something. Like, I think there's this weird, like, expectation of when you go on a church plant, you got to be mature and you got to be, you know, super competent or whatever. But, you know, I'm out here, so (laughs) 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 clearly that's not the case. Um, But yeah, I think just know that, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if this is encouragement or not, but it's, yeah, you don't need to be super awesome to be a church planter. You know, it's Jesus takes... You know what we have so like going back to the five loaves two fish it's just what we have and we're out here on the church planet like we're we're literally just relying on god to take what we offer and do something with it you know and yeah we're gonna try our best we're gonna plan our best and do what we can but it's not a whole lot at the end of the day you know we often mess up mess things up but i think it's it's been yeah a way that you know we get to experience god as well um and yeah i think that's honestly like one of the bigger things that i've gotten out of being at a church plant it's realizing that yeah like ministry yeah While at the end of the day like church planning is something that i chose to do and you know it's something that you know i wanted to give the best of my life to god you know i wanted to give to god but god has been working a lot more in me like on me and that's been a lot of what i've gotten out of being out at a church plant honestly, like just seeing different ways that I fall short, different ways that I can be super abrasive or super lazy. Um, and yeah, just seeing that pointed out, it just becomes more accentuated like on a church plant because there's just less of less of us and we get to see each other every day. So I think, yeah, that's something that's been really like a big blessing for me. Um being able to just know myself better and because of that, know how sinful I am and then deepen in my understanding of grace and mercy. So, that's something that I've been super blessed by. And yeah, I know it's, and it's not, yeah, all the time where I'm feeling blessed by it. A lot of time it is, you know, having to think about myself and be like, dang it, I did, I did it again. You know, I was lazy again, missed an opportunity to serve. Um, but yeah, just bouncing back from that and relying on the grace of God and yeah, just moving on and hopefully, you know, doing better next time. And <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's been a lot of blessing. And honestly, like I would not like if I, if I were to go back, like I would make the decision even faster, you know, knowing what I know now, like it would be in a heartbeat. I would say yes. So, Yeah. I think just going back to, I think what Chris had talked about in terms of like the
0: spirit of church planting. And I think even if you don't get to go out on a church plan, or even if you're like an undergrad, you're a freshman, sophomore or junior and you know, you hear all this church planting going on or you're seeing different people send out. It's not something where it's it needs to be removed or completely foreign to you or that doesn't doesn't touch you at all. Because I think what we have to think about and something what we've been talking about is kind of what this whole church planting is about and what the spirit of church planting is about. And for what church planting is about, that's something that no matter like where you are in like what season of life you're at or what your circumstances are, you can you know say yes and amen to, and respond to that, right of you know church planting, of course, like the concrete move you 're concretely sacrificing and giving up what's what 's comfortable, and perhaps you're making a sacrifice to you know your career or just different areas of life, like marriage or for you know people who are older, like their kids, and things like that. I mean still, when you see people respond to that, you can affirm that and be like, yeah i believe I believe in that, like, I believe and I you know applaud and affirm like the decisions that people are making that, yeah, life is more than just, you know, comfort or money or security. And I think that's even a way that you can respond to church planting, even if you don't get to go, if you're still like a, like still like a student with that. And it's not that, yeah, like, you know, going on a church plant means like Matt's talking about, you're gonna, you're instantly like more spiritual or like more mature. I mean, you can still respond to that um, even while you're here and respond to what church planting is about and, Yeah, again, saying no to the things of the world and saying yes to Jesus and the great commission and, you know, doing God's work, um, like wherever you are. And so I think, yeah, even if you don't get to go, like there's still ways you can embody, um, that church planting spirit. And I think even for me, like ways I can even respond to that as I've seen different of my leaders or different peers go out on church plants and I can be really encouraged and spurred on by that. And that can actually affect and encourage me in my own growth saying like, Hey, some of my friends, they, you know, quit their jobs and moved out to, to SoCal, like um, SoCal, or, you know, they've gone out to the, to the East coast or uh, the Midwest. And like, yeah, I, man, I agree with that. Like I agree like what they're saying about how life should be lived and I can respond to that in different ways. And yeah, wanting to to give more and sacrifice more or pour into students and ministry um, even more because yeah, I know that there are people who have made those sacrifices and that encourages me. And so I think that there's a way to respond in those ways and i mean the other ways the alternative is to not be moved or affected by it or just say oh it's for those people out there um or just be like threatened by it saying oh man does that mean i have to do that I-, I think there are other ways that we can respond and still embody like our church um you know our church's values um of reaching out sending out church planning teams and yeah i think even more increasing like our own willingness and our heart to say yeah like this is what i want to be about even if you don't end up you know getting to go
2: no i have a feeling that first year like, like when you guys were on CPI's Matt, and the Chicago people and feeling like, okay, like I'm still here in Berkeley, but I know that my friends, they've given up a lot to be where they are. And that motivated me for sure to to give my all to God in whatever situation I was in, you know, knowing that there were friends that were that were crossing the border, even, right, to be able to reach people. And I think one also thing that happens is, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but there's a gap that gets that gets left behind, especially yeah. when large groups of people, when there's a large group. And we keep talking about how we're just now barely recovering from 2017 and 2021 is right around the corner. I think for whichever, you know, it might even be harder for the people that are still around, right? We kind of joke about that. Like, see ya, like it's gonna be harder <laughs> for you because you're still here. Like we make that joke sometimes. And I think there's at least a little bit of truth to that. Like thinking about, shoot like you look around and like oh what's going to happen in in six months when um when a good chunk of this group isn't here anymore and i'm challenged by that picture too because yeah let's say let's say i don't get sent let's say i'm still here and i I, for me i'm an aym and half the aym team is gone. am i going to slow down and be just fed up because because now everything is so much harder because there's less people for, for for to to do ministry with and i i think about that picture as well and that that would be ugly too I think we kind of touched a little bit on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would just be kind of like sad if, yeah, going back to like feeling threatened, like that's, okay. that, that'd be a really sad picture. You know, if, if like you see these moves and all you can think about is your comfort and all you can think about is, you know, what this means for you and what you're going to need to possibly give up. I think you really need to think about, you know, how much you value, you know, your, How much you value your discipleship and how much you actually have given lordship to Jesus? Because, yeah, at the end of the day, what our mission as the church is to glorify God, you know, and we want to bring as many people into the fold as possible, right? And we have this life giving news of the gospel. And if if your response, like, like say you're like not sent out, but what you receive from seeing others sent out is feeling like, oh man, like, shoot, like now you know what does this mean for me you know should i should i dip from this church because you know they're going to send me somewhere i don't want to go you know then that's really i would be yeah concerned. yeah i think that's cause for concern and um, again the solution not the only solution but i think a really good one that i'm often i'm like touting for different issues on this podcast i realized like for a lot of things it's just talk to somebody you know like that's literally it like you suddenly will hear the craziness of your own words and maybe you know like you yeah it's you can't just talk to anybody of course like it can't just be like someone that you know will agree with you because then you fall into that second timothy four sort of like itching itching ears, ears you know so don't do that but you know you know what i mean you know it's just talk to somebody and yeah. You'll sort of, you'll sort of hear the craziness of your own thoughts and you can sort of receive wisdom and truth. And so, yeah, if you're feeling threatened, I mean, you know, it's, I've been there. Like, don't worry. Like I've been there. Right. Um, but you do, need to do the work of addressing it. Um, and yeah, if you, you know, find yourself in that place, I really encourage you just talk to your leader you know, talk to an older brother. Um, And yeah, just sort of figure out if your concerns are valid, you know, because, you know, there are legitimate reasons for staying. Like, I don't want to like say like, oh, if you want to stay, you're not zealous for God. No, I think that's very not true. I would say a lot of my friends are more zealous than I am. I just happen to be able to go on a church plant, you know? And so, yeah, I just keep that in mind. And yeah, I think something else that I just sort of wanted to, yeah, I guess bring up about like, yeah, maybe like... Mm, just like pressure to be a church planter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what I want to say necessarily. Like, yeah, I don't know if we'll keep this in here, but you know, there's, there's different ways, there's different kinds of pressure in your life. Right. And I think we talk about this fairly often at our church. I don't know if undergrads have heard, but yeah, I think this is one of those instances of, you know, there's pressure. There's always pressure to do good things. There's pressure to do bad things, you know, and this is an instance of, you know, yeah, the culture of our church is such that, you know, we are talking about church planning a lot. And inherently, you know, when that happens, there is social pressure, whether intentional or not. Right. And I don't think it's necessarily intentional. Right. But it's just this is the culture of our church. Right. And so, but I think in this case, this is one of those good, good pressure, you know, things, you know, where it's where there is some pressure to obey God with your life.
0: You know, it's better and, than getting pressure you know, you to gotta, like rob a bank or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. And you got
1: to think about like the alternative right, where it's like, okay, if there isn't any of that, any of that kind of social pressure, that what does that mean? It means that nobody's talking about it, nobody's sort of taking it seriously and actually doing something with their lives with this message, you know, and so I don't know, yeah, just something to chew on, I guess, to think about, not necessarily a deep thought, it's just, yeah, you know, what kind of pressure do you want in your life if, you know, your response is, oh, I feel so pressured. To do this you know because i think i could relate with that like i would probably feel pretty pressured to like go out on a church plant you know but hey like at the end of the day what do you want to be pressured into doing you know your own seeking your own sort of selfish small life or building up the kingdom of god you know and i think i prefer the latter. (laughs) amen yeah i mean
0: if we're at a church where there was no you know, I don't know, quote unquote, like pressure to grow in our discipleship or devotion to God. I don't know if that's a healthy church, um, healthy church either, right? If, you know, you don't feel that at all. I mean, that's a it's a good good thing to have. And then just a reminder to be thankful that, yeah, there's people who actually want to take God and God's word and the great commission seriously. And it's because we see examples of that, that man, you know, we feel like, man, okay, there's an opportunity here to, you know, to rise up as well and to, yeah, I think make those convictions Um, our own as well. And again, yeah, that's something that you feel, right? Like pressure um, and it's affecting you and you feel like you're not there yet or you have questions or concerns. Yeah. Like Matt said, yeah, there's something that, yeah, just to talk through, um, yeah, to talk through with, you know, leaders, people that, um, that you trust and they, yeah, and really just receive, you know, that discernment and wisdom, uh, yeah, from them on those things. So,
1: yeah. Sort of on the topic about not being there yet, you know, that's, that's valid. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think, again, like talking to somebody about that, right? Like, you feel like, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm in a, in a place spiritually to, you know, go on a church plant. You know, that thought can be addressed. You know, I don't know your, like, everyone's particular situation, right? But, like, yeah, I think if you were to sort of come with that, and sort of hold on to that and just sort of like keep that inside and sort of like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready. But then there's all this pressure to be ready to go on a church plant you know, that's just going to lead to a lot of like confusing thoughts, a lot of like unnecessary bitterness. And, you know, but like if that gets talked about, you know, it gets put out there in the light, then it can be addressed. Right. So definitely, definitely. Like if you're sort of feeling like this is not for me, you know, this church planting thing is not for me. The solution isn't to leave or to think, Oh, you know, I don't belong at this church or, you know, these people are just, you know, they just want, you know, to, I don't know,
2: brainwash Use, me or something yeah, you know sure. like if, yeah, yeah Use like me brainwash yeah, me yeah that's come not up
1: with yeah it's not true first of all and so second of all like i think it's something that you need to talk about so that we can sort of have that dialogue yeah you know maybe you aren't in a place to go on a church plant and that's fine. maybe no one yeah, wants to think, maybe no one wants to send you to a church plant yeah at, so a church but plant like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you need to all like just talk about it so that yeah. you know we can you know begin to d- that discussion yeah. you can begin that discussion of okay, that's fine, you know, yeah. but so what areas in your life are we talking about here? And then, you know, then, then, you know, progress can happen, but otherwise you're just sort of like stuck in that spot and nothing can happen and nothing good can come out of that. Right. You're just sort of like going with the flow and, mm-hmm. you know, tagging along on other people's convictions. And, you know, let's say you do yeah. get sent out. Shoot, man, like that's, that's so <laughs> rough. bad. That's bad all around, you know, yeah. bad for the church is bad for you, you know, so, just being honest and humble about it—that's that's all it is, you know. Being telling that simple truth, you know, that we've been seeing throughout Mark, you know, people just uttering the simple truths about themselves in a very plain way. Yeah, I think that's hard for. I don't know what kind of people listen to this, but like as a Berkeley student and knowing the Ber- culture of Berkeley students, we want to be excellent at everything. We want to be up to par, you know, sort of like meet the standard. Yeah. Um, but you really got to get past that. You know, that oh, our God yeah. is not a God of you need to be up to, up to scratch. You know, God is a God of mercy and grace and he gives us Jesus. You know, he gives us the Holy spirit to, you know, he gives us that spirit of power and love and self-control. And, you know, that's something that can be developed. You know, it's something that, you know, people are in different places with, so just keep that in mind and don't be ashamed and, you know, want to hide and sort of pretend like you're okay because you think, Oh, this is the thing to do.
0: You know? so, yeah. Yeah. And on that, on that note there. of just like being open and communicating, like whether it's church planting or not, you know, I think one thing that I've learned, right, is that, you know, the extent to which your leaders can really help you and help minister to you and disciple you is also the extent to which you're open. Because, yeah, the, re- the reality is, your know, leaders are also human and they can't read everything that's going on in your heart or in your mind. Right. Um, and as much as, you know, we want to rely upon our leaders to, you know, see like our blind spots, um, which, you know, it it is valid, right. To give us that feedback and make observations. Like the reality is they can't see everything that's in your heart. They can't see everything in your mind. And yeah, you, unless you really bring those truths and those realities out in the open, then you can actually receive help. Like, yeah, if your leaders don't know that you're struggling a lot with ambition or career or just other areas, like, yeah, they're not going to be able to help you unless you really bring that up to them and get to just be open and honest about it and then get to get to talk through it and get ministered and discipled. So, I mean, it's something we've been talking about throughout our pod throughout our podcasts and, and this one as well, but yeah, I mean, whatever you're feeling, even if it's, you know, pressure or just burdens or just feeling, Oh yeah, I'm not there yet in this area. Yeah. We just want to encourage you to just, yeah, just start up a conversation about that. Amen. Amen. Right. Should we wrap up? How should we wrap up this time? There's no, Oh guess. yeah. Yeah. Way. We don't really answer
1: our own question very much, huh? I guess we sort of chime in on other people's sharing. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, we're due for our own question. (laughs) As we zoom out, what's something that we're grateful for? Um, Yeah, I guess it doesn't, the SIP thing doesn't really apply anymore just because it's like, just so it's the new normal, but yeah, I guess what's another thing that, you know, as, yeah, I, guess I guess as we've been be doing this podcast, maybe, you know, maybe what's something that you're more grateful yeah. for or just in general, the theme of Thanksgiving. I think it was Josh who said it, Josh Kim. He was like, he was saying, actually the people who get most blessed by this podcast are the three of
2: us because <laughs> we get to actually, you know, be present with every conversation. We get to catch up with friends. We get to hear stories that we didn't really quite know. Um, so I don't know. I'm thankful that we've been doing this. Like Josh pointed out that we're the ones that get most blessed because we get to be here for for every story and we get to have this, pl- not platform, platform is too strong of a word. Um, we have this uh, opportunity, you know, this, this, yeah, this opportunity to hear, to ask people to come on and hear their stories and think about a guy like Lucas and just being able to help him recount his story and Adam, his story. Um, that has been very cool, I think
0: yeah I'm into and I meant to that, and I think something from this that i 've yeah been appreciative of is yeah, just getting to see just the different ways that God has been faithful and leading different people as we hear, like them just yeah candidly just share just their stories, like the good, the bad, the ugly, but I think just the overlying underlying line of man, yeah, God has been faithful, God has been at work, God provides his word or his people just at the right time, and I think just as other people have shared their own stories, whether that 's their salvation stories or how they've gone through different trials or seasons in their life, or as they've taken different steps of faith to go serve. There's different parts of different people's stories that have, you know, touched me as well. Like, Oh, like, Oh man, I can relate with that. I can resonate with that. And it it gets me to be just reminded of, wow, I am so lucky that I have the gospel at such a young age that I know this God and I've experienced God in these ways. And man, there's so much more I can experience with God and, I That's something I was thinking about a lot, even just during uh, just the RISE conference, um, not conference, retreat, like for all the college students. I mean, man, I think something that I was just struck by was, man, like the gospel, it just never gets old. And this is the good news that God chose to save me and rescue me uh, from the life that I was headed on. And yeah, he's forgiven me and he's given me this new life and given me a new purpose. And even just hearing just the stories of, Yeah. How God has transformed people's lives. And as people are testifying to, yeah, the best life it's life lived right in the center of God's will by, you know, living out the gospel, by sharing the gospel. And man, even though, you know, during this whole shelter in place period, it's so often to just go through the motions and my own uh, convictions to just become dull. Like I just thankful as I hear just those stories, whether it's the people coming on our podcast or just talking to different people and just hearing how God's been at work, that man, like, yeah, that reminder um, that, yeah, this is, uh, I'm so lucky, right? I'm so thankful that I have the gospel at such a young age and that, and I have a clear purpose for my life. And I've tasted and experienced glimpses of that when I've trusted God and given myself up, you know, to God and, and his, you know, great commission. And, you know, I mean, as we've been on the subject of like church planting, you know, I don't know like what's going to happen next year. I don't know if that means I'm going to be getting sent out or, right. What's going to happen with like our our college students and, you know, how our college ministry will, survive um the potential you know moves and, and changes but one thing i i do know right is man god is faithful like god is someone i can trust and that yeah living for the gospel it's it's the, the greatest thing ever so yeah as long as we continue that up man i think we'll be we'll be okay and so that's something that yeah i have just been thankful about as i just hear those
1: stories throughout you know throughout you know these past few months yeah i think for me i think yeah it have been sort of reflecting just thankful for the gospel at the end of the day i think yeah like you were saying just I think knowing where I came from, you know, the kind of person that I was, I was headed toward a really small life, really broken life with a lot of, you know, broken relationships in my wake. And I think just thinking about that and remembering like, man, like I don't deserve any of this. You know, I think just knowing that was, it's been something that, yeah, I've just been reflecting on is feeling really grateful for, you know, Um, yeah. And as we think about like church planning and, you know, what it's going to look like next year, um, I think it's just... Yeah, it's just so crazy to me that I get to be included in this work of ministry. You know, at the end of the day, you know, church planning, ministry, whatever it is, wherever we are serving God, that's a privilege. Um, and it's something that, you know, we don't deserve. You know, if we were given what we deserve, it would be condemnation. It would be separation from God and removal of all things good from our lives. And yeah, I think just thinking about that, you know, it tickles me every time I think about, you know, God, he's choosing to use me. You know, he's choosing to send me out, not because I'm some awesome spiritual person, um, not competent or anything like that, but it's simply because he wants to show me his heart. And each day that I sort of take that in, and you know, really try to meet him and to grow in my heart um, and to align my heart with his, you know, each day that I do that, I'm becoming a little more like Jesus. And I think that's something that i've grown really grateful for you know because i've messed up a lot in that i think this past year and you know really missed a lot of opportunities and uh but but still you know god's saying you know just come along for the journey you know i've got a lot in store for you still Um, i prepared a lot of good works for you to do you know and that's so you know i'm always trying to say yes to whatever god's saying you know at the end of the day my decision to be a church planner is not because oh I grew up thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to go plant a church someday. You know, it's going to be, you know, that's going to be my thing or whatever, but it's because I'm just trying to say yes to God, you know? And so for those of you like trying to, maybe you're not at the place to go on a church plant yet. So how do you like get there? I think one, one thing you can do is just practice saying yes to God in a lot of the little things in your life that God is calling you to do, you know, whether that's, you know, today's um, DT, you know, just, getting a cup of water for someone in the name of Christ, you know, and if that's, if that's what it, where you're at, then just say yes to God in that, you know, and you know, the, the, the decisions will, you know, they'll get bigger and, but it, you'll find it just more natural and more of a reflex to say yes to God because that trust and that relationship is being built. So I think I'm just feeling really grateful for, yeah, just the opportunities to say yes to God, you know, cause not everybody gets, chances like this. Our church is pretty different in terms of church planting. Um, Not a a lot of people, a lot of Christians don't get these kinds of opportunities. And I'm just grateful that God decided to put me here, you know, that I get the opportunity to just say yes to God in this way. Um, Yeah, so I'm trying a lot of things, you know, grateful that I get to go to Purdue potentially next week. Got to go this past weekend and just meet people. And yeah, so... That's it for me. Again, I'm going to throw that offer out there. If you just want a trial period on a uh, church planting, come out to Chicago. We'll house right you. Yeah. <laughs> right What's the weather like right now? It's actually pretty nice. Like today was like oh. high 40s. Oh. <laughs> high 40s. This, this weekend will be 50s. It's 70s so. out here
0: Bay Area, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. That's the one thing about Chicago. It's like weather, it's no good. <laughs> the area but it's, it's hard to be barrier although this yeah. past year with all the fires i don't know oh, She didn't have any of those that's
2: true. <laughs> good point uh,
1: yeah all right well with that i think we'll we'll end it there that's 21 yeah, that's it all oh right. yeah that's Zoom. true yeah episode 21
0: for all right. church planting 2021 maybe yeah. i don't know
1: Ooh. All, right. all right see you guys on a church plant then huh? yeah we'll <laughs> see yeah. You C. all right zooming, zooming out, out.